0: It's uh, another edition of, excuse me a sec, (laughs) of of, of speaking for him. Here's Andrew. All (laughs)
1: right. (laughs) Chad, uh, thank you for that introduction. Um, As you can see, Michael Michael, Michael W. Smith is playing in the background with one of his classic 90s hits. Or maybe it was was late 80s. Friends are friends forever, and that is to signal that we're going to talk about friendship today on the podcast. A few weeks ago, we talked about back to school and some tips for students as they return to the classroom, and uh, it's that time of the year, and so I thought a good follow-up to that would be to talk about friendship, because I know from working in a high school that there's a lot of pressure on kids to, to find friends to hang out with at school, or to make sure that they're they're cool in the eyes of their friends. So we're going to take a look at some of the biblical um, ramifications of this. And Chad is going to start us off with our quote of the day. A man that hath friends must shew
0: himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Proverbs 18, 24.
1: Okay, and this is kind of the classic verse, um, the, the logical jumping off point for me when I think about this issue because it's the one that I always think of as the foundation for friendship. If you want friends, you have to show yourself friendly. And I'm thankful that with all of my limitations that God has seen fit to place upon me in this earthly life, that being – that he made me outgoing because if he made me with my limitations and an introvert, I think it would be very difficult for me to function in society because I needed to be outgoing so that people would realize that I was more approachable than perhaps I look on the outside. And so I thought that was very important and as as I have shown myself friendly, I've seen evidence that I've accumulated um, – a good number of friends who love and support me, and uh, I count Chad among them. Thank and you. So I just wanted to put that out there. Very grateful for his friendship, especially over the last couple of months, helping to sustain the podcast. And uh, so I think it's a very good point to start off with that if we want friends, we have to be a friend. And sometimes I think we, we're always looking for who is that friend instead of saying, how can I be that friend? I heard someone say recently that if you are feeling alone, look for somebody else that feels alone. If you guys get together, then neither of you are alone anymore. And it seems simplistic, but it's also very true and kind of right on the money. So, all right, we're going to go through a few brief points about this topic and hope that if you enjoy this podcast episode, that you'll share it with your friends and let them know where they can listen to the show as well. So, here we go. The first one is: Choose your friends wisely. He that walketh with with wise
0: men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Proverbs thirteen twenty.
1: Now this is an important one that my parents were always drumming into me, and and I can say, um, as a as a youngster, I didn't always surround myself with the best people, and I. I you know, the things that I got in trouble for were not, were not what a lot of people would consider major, but I still wasn't necessarily on the best track as a teenager.
0: Andrew, and, you were in prison for and, three
1: years. No, nothing like that. <laughs> but, uh, but a lot of, a lot of my teenage, my teenagers years could have gone better if I had surrounded myself with better people. Let's just keep it as simple as that. Um, and so I want to encourage you, if you're out there and you're wondering about your friends, Um, then surround yourself with wise people. One thing that has helped me is to realize that not all my friends have to be my age. And I actually have a lot of, quite a few friends that are older than me. And that really helps me because it helps me to learn from people who have been where I am in the past and have learned good lessons. And I also have a good number of friends that are younger than me and I'm able to impart lessons to them. And I think I've said on a previous podcast, it's good to have Paul's to teach you and Timothy's to teach. And I think that's a good philosophy for friendship as well. And another thing I wanted to mention about friends is one of the common refrains that I that I see from young people is they'll do a foolish thing, especially in a group, and you'll say, why did you do it? And they'll say, Because I wanted to be in that friend group. I wanted to be friends with that person. But uh, somebody that wants to compromise your integrity or compromise who you are in order for you to be in their friend group, that's not a real friend. And I wanted to put that out and state that very emphatically. So the second point is treat your friends with kindness and respect. Be kindly affectionate
0: one to another with brotherly love in honoring in honor preferring one another I don't read King James at home so this is really a tongue twister for me yeah so I, I, I like to challenge my,
1: I like to challenge my co co-hosts with <laughs> but I sound like Pig. A bit, uh, a bit. Uh, I'm reading this and I'm like <laughs> but I I will say this that I going talking about this verse honoring one another putting others before yourself I think that Chad does a good job of this because Often when we correspond, he called me boss. And one time I asked him why he did that. And he said that it helped him to remember to put others before himself. And I really have seen that attitude in Chad. And I just wanted to point that out as we go forward. And just to remember that life is not about us. I think we, we all as humans have a tendency to be self-centered. I was even um, praying uh, and talking to God earlier and said said a lot of my prayer life is wanting to make my life better, help me to pray for others more. That's something that I've been convicted about. And uh, so it's definitely something I'm going to try to incorporate more. And if you put others before you, they're naturally going to want to be your friend more because if, if someone values me and gives me their time and puts me first, that's someone that I want to be around. That's my personal experience. Um, Do you have any thoughts on these first two points, Chad? I was thinking when you were talking about the first point, (laughs) Emily Dickinson's
0: quote, those who sleep with dogs will rise with fleas. So it goes beyond just choosing your friends wisely. It's the idea that, because you'll hear a lot of Christians say, well, I'm witnessing to them, and they're hanging out with these people who are living lifestyles that they know that they should not be exposed to. But when, when Emily Dickinson said, when emily dickinson said those who sleep with dogs will rise with fleas means that the people you are around their reputation will also become your reputation so if you want to be a godly person you have to stand out and be loving and accepting but yet at the same time be separate
1: mhm absolutely and and that is difficult because because we want to we want to love them as jesus loved them um, and I, you know, I think sometimes people say, well, Jesus hung out with, uh, drunkards and other sinners, and he was not affected by them, but we have to remember that he was the Son of God. Well, in so addition he, to that, he never did it alone. Well, well, that's true too. He was very rarely alone, but, but even aside from that, he, he was divine. He was the, he was the Son of God. He is the Son of God. So I believe he had an ability to do that. And compartmentalize that more than we as as mere humans do, because we are under the curse of sin. And uh, you know, uh, f- fleeing temptation, avoiding temptation, isn't about putting yourself in the position of temptation and saying I'm I'm strong enough to withstand it, even if it's around me. It's about getting out of the situations where the temptation is. Joseph. When he fled, um, Potiphar's wife, he left his clothes. He just got out of there and ran because he didn't want to waste any time possibly being tempted. So it's not about, Oh, I, 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 I've mastered alcohol so I can have beer in the fridge and not drink it and be around it because I'm really good at uh, avoiding it. It's about maybe I shouldn't put that beer in the fridge because it is a temptation. Of Um, so I, I think it's more about avoidance than it is about just being strong in the midst of it. If you can get away from temptation, you probably should. And along the lines of Emily Dickinson's quote is the apostle Paul said evil company corrupts good manners, right? Doesn't get much more clear than that. All right. Going to our third point. Friendship is important. We are not made to live this life alone. Okay. Here comes Porky.
0: <clears throat> a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs seventeen seven. I did pretty good that time.
1: Yes, you did. Yes, you did. The yeah. pro- the proverbs are a little simpler. I I, I think I deserve this.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Oh, stop! Please stop! <laughs> stop! Stop! stop. Uh, you're too much. You're too much. <laughs> Would you like to give a speech as well, Chad? Now, now, now give it, give it, give it up for, for Andrew.
1: Hello? Where'd the crowd go? (laughs) Uh All right. Well, uh, (laughs) we digress slightly, but, um, uh, so yes, Chad, you did, you did well on that verse. And I think even if God has you in a single place in your life, um he doesn't intend for you to live life solitarily the bible says that he puts the solitary in families and whether that's an earthly family that you can bond with and enjoy or it's your heavenly family in christ then um it's still with someone and for me especially as a social person i thrive being with other people and I have a real hard time with being alone for extended periods. I just, just It's just not me to do that. See, I'm the opposite. Yeah, people are different. That's absolutely true and I'm sure you being the opposite, it can be especially difficult for you to let people in because your personality type is such that you just want to be alone when sometimes God might be saying you need other people. Well, it's when I'm, when I'm around a lot of people, it's like system
0: overload. I got to hide for a little while, fall back and regroup. Um, so that it's not necessarily because I, I don't want, or I want to be alone or I don't want to have friends. It's just, I'd much rather, you know.
1: No. and, And that's an important thing to note. And, and it's important for us to realize that we're not made carbon copies of one another. If we were, we wouldn't need each other. So. All right, um and then an example of biblical friendship is David and Jonathan um and I'll just go ahead and read this chat It says right. and it came to, to pass that? it came and it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul, and Saul took him that day and would not let him go any more to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan would repeatedly show that he cared more about David than about his potential future. Because the kingly line said that Jonathan should have been king. But Jonathan understood that God had anointed David king. And he supported David all the way through. And he tried to protect him from... Saul, and he's like, why would you um, kill David? He's done nothing but good for you. And Saul kept telling him that he wouldn't, and then he would change his mind. And eventually, um, Saul and Jonathan died, and David mourned Saul and Jonathan greatly. And then he even said... Is there someone of Saul's household that I can show kindness to for oh, Jonathan's sake?
0: Yes, this is a, an amazing story.
1: Yeah, so that's it's it's huge the level of friendship they had, and I want to speak to that because I think it's so important, and especially as guys, we tend, as a general rule, not to um, not to desire or at least not know how to approach having a deep friendship, especially with another guy. But I think David shows us a good example of how to do it. If, you have, if you're if you blessed to have one or two guys in your life, whether in your family or outside of it, that you know that you can go to with anything and be honest with them and just um, have iron sharpen iron with you guys together, that is a huge thing that you can be very thankful for. And I would encourage you, if that's not something you're comfortable with, I just pray that God would give you a comfort level for that kind of thing because I believe that he wants us to, um, to be workers together. You know, he sent the disciples two by two when he sent them into the villages to cast out demons in the Bible. He sent them two by two. And um, I don't think, you know, the 12 disciples, I don't think that was a mistake because I think they could often be sent out two by two as well. I think there was a purpose in that number. So I think it's important for us to have companions on the road of life and to think about this example of a friendship done right. There was a cost and a sacrifice that both of them made to be friends with one another, but in the end, for both of them at least, it was worth it. So I think that's important to keep in mind. Do you have um, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, I was thinking about the power of the covenant that Jonathan
0: had with David. Um, God knew in advance, of course, that he had already set the plan out for um, for David to become king. And, and God and his sovereignty knew that Jonathan was not going to be able to make it to the throne. But there was the covenant that David and Jonathan made and if you and we don't have time to get into the depth of it because it's probably a series of podcasts on its own, but take your time and look into that it is just amazing because their covenant is also
1: a reflection of what God has done for us. well, I think if you read that initial passage too, you'll find that that Jonathan basically stripped most of the royal clothing that was on him at that moment and put it on David and said, "This is the level." to which I'm going to for you. And I think that's a good way to end because it's very reminiscent of what what Jesus does for us when he takes our sin and gives us his righteousness and says, "Not only do I want to be your friend, but the Bible tells us in Hebrews that we are his brother, that we're joint heirs with Jesus, that we're royalty." Because of what Jesus did for us. And, and God the Father accepted that right. sacrifice. So that's that's the ultimate show of friendship. Jesus said greater love has no man than, than a man, man lay down his life for his friends. And then he says you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. And so very clear and practical truths today on the Speaking for Him podcast. I hope that you will contact us with the uh, information that will roll at the end of the show and that you will um, uh, share this with your family and friends so that they can uh, hear some of the biblical perspective on the wonderful gift of friendship. For now, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gommison. Founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking the number four H I M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com/speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.